Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we actually do that, can I have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season, and we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball to the MLB to the NHL to golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting information, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your own home. Get in on the action to and head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts welcome back everyone to the ben Maria podcast for winter break we previewed what we're gonna do for this week's show once again talk about the giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before I actually get into any of that, do want to recap how the Giants have done this season. Since this is the first baseball podcast of the season, we were a basketball podcast for several months. And as a result, now we got to move on because of the Warriors' loss to the Lakers. We went through their offseason predictions-goals-I'd say mindset, potentially. Uh, last week so if you want some off-season thoughts on the Warriors check out that episode but time to actually move on to the baseball season and I mentioned on last week's podcast when we wrapped it up we will not be talking about the A's they're not worth our time they are trying to blow up the team and move to Vegas and as a result I'm not going to give any type of acknowledgement of the product they have on the field because it's one of the worst teams in the history of the sport so I'm not going to bother with Oakland if you want to talk about the A's Congrats, you're probably one of the only five people in the world that want to talk about the A's right now. So we're going to transition and talk about the Giants only. If that bothers you, apologies. But once again, why would you want to talk about the A's? Anyway, so moving into the actual Giants season so far, last season they were 81 and 81. The year before that, they were 107 and 55. So it seemed like 2021 could have potentially been a fluke. Then 2022 came around and they were hoping to at least prove people wrong. They did not because they only went 81-81. And then this year you were hoping maybe last year was just an off year and they'd be able to return to the glory of 2021. Not so much because they're 24-25. and 25. It looks like the exact same team as last year. They have gained and lost you know, a couple of pieces here and there. Of course, Rodon's no longer there. Brandon Belt's no longer there. The point is they have had to make some roster changes, but for the most part, it is the same exact team as last year because they are very, very mediocre, and there's really no way around it. So to look at the overall season, I mentioned a second ago, they are one game under. They are 24 and 25, currently six back of the Dodgers for first place, currently in third place in the division, which I'd say isn't that totally shocking. What is shocking is who's in second place and who's in fourth place because the Padres are currently five under and they were one of the picks to potentially win the division, obviously. And with their payroll and the fact that they made the NL, uh, the fact that they made the NL championship series is definitely 
suggesting that they were poised for a potential World Series run. That has not been the case because it seems like Philly took their soul in that NLCS and they have not been able to recover from that. But they are currently in fourth place and the Diamondbacks of all teams are currently in second place as they are 29 and 21. One and a half back of the Dodgers, but once again, the Giants are currently six back of the Dodgers for first place. And the question is, can they potentially catch the Dodgers or can they make a playoff spot? We're going to talk about it. I'm a bit skeptical, but still, as of right now, they are at 500, roughly a little bit less than a third of the way through the season. It's a long way to go, but to go through the recent performances of the Giants, they were actually looking a lot worse about a week or two ago because they were 17 and 23. They had lost three of four to the Dimebacks. And you assumed, all right, you know, maybe this team is going to potentially finish with 75 wins and potentially just end up in maybe fourth place. But then they kind of caught fire a little bit over the last two weeks because they were able to sweep Philly at home. They were able to win two out of three against Miami, and they were able to win two out of three against the Twins. So if you're doing the math at home, that means that the Giants have won seven of their last nine games. And as a result, they are only one game back of 500. They were at 500 entering Wednesday's game. Then they got killed by Minnesota 7-1. Discofani didn't have it. Ryan did, really the story of the game. But either way, now they move into a four-game road series against the Brewers and a three-game home series against the Pirates. Those are going to be the only eight, uh, seven games we cover on this episode. And then after Wednesday, you have a day off on Thursday, and then you have a home series against Baltimore for three games. So we're going to talk about the Baltimore series in the next episode, but for the sake of this show, we have seven matchups to go through. So let's get this show on the road. Starting off with the Thursday game, you have a matchup between Alexander and somebody. And we don't know who that person is because the Brewers have not announced who their starting pitcher is. Now, the Giants are favored in this game, currently at around minus 125. And Scott Alexander has been good record-wise. His ERA does suggest that maybe he's been a bit fortunate with run support, but, not, you know, not going to criticize him for it. It's definitely a luxury to get run support. So to go through his performances this season, uh, he's been an opener. So once again, you're probably going to see him open for somebody else. But he's 4-0 this season with a 4.42 ERA. So he's not going to get a win in this one, I'll tell you that much, because there's no chance he goes five. But if you want to talk about his overall, uh, I'd say, role in this game, he really will not be having much of a role besides being an opener. So we'll see if he's going to be able to look sharp or maybe he gets shelled in the first inning. We'll see. I'm assuming he'll be able to get through the first inning relatively unscathed. And the main starter for this game will probably be Logan Webb. And it seems like they are trying to let Webb... Really, I'm not even sure why they're using an opener for this game, to be honest, because Webb's only 3-5 and record-wise, but he has a 2.91 ERA, so I'm not really sure. I guess the argument is because the Brewers have two of their top three hitters in the order batting lefty, so maybe you just want the lefty-lefty matchup for two of the first three batters, but to be honest, it seemed a little bit too cute. I think that Logan Webb should probably should probably start, but we've seen openers work here and there, so we'll see how it goes. But Logan Webb is going to be the main pitcher in this game, and he should be facing off against Julio Tehran. And Tehran, you might have thought was out of the league. I know I thought he was out of the league, but now he is back. He had a couple of unsuccessful stints in his last couple years in Atlanta. Then he went to the Angels, did not go well either, so we'll see how he fares here. But that does explain why the Giants are favored on the road, despite the Brewers being a better team. It is because Webb is the much better pitcher 
than Tehran, and we'll see how he looks in this outing. But besides that, though, uh, to look at the actual stats for Logan Webb, I already mentioned the 2.91 ERA. The point is, it seems like the story here is really just a lack of run support, because he's still 3-5, and five, and then again, run support is going to be few and far between when you're in the most pitcher-friendly ballpark imaginable, so it doesn't exactly surprise me here. But to go through Webb's recent starts, he's been really, really good. In fact, he's given up less than three earned runs in each of his last, sorry, just pulling up the uh, calculator in my head here, in each of the last six starts, he's given up less than three earned, and I think as a result, they should get the job done. Tehran, I've never been a big fan of, but the fact is, with him being the most likely starter for this game, I remember how bad he looked with the Angels, and I don't want anything to do with him. And plus, it's going to be his first start of the year against the his first start of the year against the uh, against any MLB level competition. So I do think at the end of the day, you will see him probably struggle in this start. And I think as a result, you will probably see him potentially get shelled. But at the end of the day, I think Webb's the much better pitcher, and I think you will end up seeing Tehran struggle in this outing, which should result in a nice win for the Giants. But anyway. Uh, moving on to the uh, next game we're going to talk about, which is game two of this series. Uh, we have a pretty interesting one where we actually have listed pitchers for both teams. We kind of pieced together who was supposed to start for the game on Thursday, but once again, you might get a pitching change there. Tehran did sign with the Brewers roughly a day ago, so there's a chance he doesn't start, but it does seem like they signed him solely to start this game because they're currently dealing with a bunch of injuries to their rotation. But either way, uh, to move on to the... Second game in the series, you have a matchup between Wood and Peralta, which should be a lot closer. I think the Brewers will probably be favored in this game. But looking at Wood's numbers this season, he has been mediocre, and so is Peralta. A 0-0 record with a 4.05 ERA and a 1.45 whip. As for Peralta, 5-3, 4.15 ERA and a 1.31 whip. Now to look at Webb's recent starts, he has struggled a bit. Uh, gone less than five innings in each of his last five outings. So he's not gone much volume in his starts. Actually, it's more than that. In each of, in actually every appearance this season, he's gone less than five innings. But to look at the last start, he ended up struggling at home against the Marlins. The Giants won the game anyway, but he did go four in the third and gave up four earned, including two home runs. So Wood, not exactly in great form entering this outing. As for Peralta, he has been somewhat, let's just say, decent in his last outing or so, as he ended up going six innings, gave up three runs against the Rays in a win. Then again, it's against Tampa, who has arguably the best offense in the league in terms of runs per game. So that's not a bad outing there. Did struggle to start before that, though, against the Cardinals in that infamous 18-1 loss. But for the most part, he's been consistent and he's been solid. And I think as a result, I am going to go with Peralta and the Brewers in this game. I think they'll be annoyed after losing the opener in the series, and I do think that, once again, Wood is the inferior starting pitcher. So give me Peralta to get the job done here. Then moving in to the third game in this actual series, it's an interesting spot here because according to one uh, site that I'm looking at, Rotowire, they have Logan Webb as the projected starter for Thursday's game, and then ESPN has Logan Webb as the potential starter for the Saturday game, so I'm not really sure what happened here. Uh, there might have been some type of miscommunication on when Webb's next appearance is going to be. So maybe Webb will not be pitching in the Thursday game, but once again, I'm going by what I'm looking at, and he did pitch Saturday, 
So in theory, Webb can maybe go in this outing here. But the point is, I am curious um, how exactly they're going to divide up the rotation for the start. It says Webb. He's going to pitch one of these two. I'm not truly sure which one. But anyway, let's ignore Webb for a second. And let's talk about Corbin Burns because he's pitching for Milwaukee. And he's been very underwhelming so far this year. He's 4-4 four and four with a 3.97 ERA. He's gotten killed by the long ball so far this year. And he's already given up nine home runs. So that's a big problem. And the Giants have some power bats. Not many, but they have a couple. And I do think that they can give Burns a problem. Now, once again, I'm not sure he's going to be pitching for the Giants. So that's going to be a bit of a problem for the breakdown in this overall game. But I think there's going to be blind value on the Giants. The Brewers will be favored, no matter what, with Burns on the mound. And with this current form, I don't really like the value there. Giants are in pretty good form. Brewers are still fine. But I do think with Burns having his struggles, there might be a little bit of, of a tax there, just based on reputation. So I'll go with the Giants there in the third game of the series. And then the last game of the series, which will be on Sunday, and it'll also be the last head-to-head -head meeting between the Giants and the Brewers this season. You have a matchup between Cobb and Rhea. And for this matchup, Cobb has been great this season. 4-1, 2.17 ERA, a 1.31 whip. So the whip could be better, but he has done a good job of getting in, getting out of trouble after getting himself into trouble. And you have Rhea, who's been a mess. 1-3 so far this season, 4.71 ERA, but he does have a lower whip than Cobb. So it does seem like Cobb's better at pitching out of danger. Rhea's not, and as a result, that's why you can... Uh, look at Cobb being able to survive with a 2.17 ERA despite having a pretty concerning whip. But either way, point is I'm going to go with the Giants in this game as well. I'm not a Rhea fan at all. I don't think he's very good, and I think that Cobb is good. So I think at the end of the day, you will see the Giants have a lead probably after five or six innings, and then I have faith in the Giants' bullpen to not fully torch the thing. It's not a great bullpen, but I think it's decent enough to get the job done here, and I think you'll end up seeing the Giants actually win three out of four in the series. So I'm pretty bullish on the Giants over the next couple of days. Milwaukee, to go through their recent performances, they've been okay. Uh, overall, not great, though. They're three and four in their last seven. So this team does seem to be potentially treading water. And they did win the last two games at home against the Astros in shutout fashion. They won the last two games by a combined score of 10 nothing. The Astros, though, were in great form. However, their offense was really not playing well. And it was most of the pitching that was carrying. But the point is, I do think the Giants are quite alive to win the series. And I think as a result, I'm going to go with them doing fairly well mostly based on price. The Brewers are in first place in their division. The Giants are in third. So I think you'll see the Brewers be a little bit inflated on some of the money line prices, more than they should be. And as a result, I'm going to take the value with the Giants to once again win three out of four in the series. But I'll recap these specific games once again at the end. But moving on to the next series, I mentioned it before, they have a three-game series against the Pirates and going through the first matchup there on Monday, you have a matchup between DeSclafani and Hill. And Rich Hill, props to him who found the Fountain of Youth because he's been really good so far this season, at least for what we thought he was going to be. He's four and four with a 4.27 ERA and a 1.39 whip. And you might be wondering, what do you mean he's been good? Reminder, he's 43 years old, so he was really, really not expected to really do anything so far this year, and he was doing very well before his last start where he got shelled by the Rangers. Five and a third, seven hits, five earned. Struck out nine guys, though, but the Rangers' offense has been very good this year, so the point is I can somewhat excuse that lackluster performance, but the starts before that, he has been solid. 
and he has been pretty solid on the road, especially. And to go through those numbers here, Hill on the road has a 2.31 ERA. At home, he has a 5.83 ERA. So he's on. if he's on the road, you kind of want to back him. And if he is at home, you kind of want to fade him. And to go through this matchup once again, this series will be taking place in San Francisco. So I actually do like Hill's chances to pitch well in this outing. Uh, so Di Scalfani was not very good in his last outing. It's a classic Di Scalfani season. His ERA is fine, but you look at his starts and there are some good and some bad. And that's kind of going to sum it up. But against the Twins yesterday, went five innings, gave up seven runs, only four earned though. So the defense didn't help him out. But I am going to go with the Pirates in this spot. Kind of similar to the Brewers breakdown for that series. I think that the Giants will be favored because the Pirates are not good. But I actually do think Hill has shown some life on the road, especially this season. And I think you're going to be getting a good price as a dog. So I'm going to take the value and I'm going to go with Hill to get the job done on Monday. Now, moving on to Tuesday, you have Oviedo taking on somebody. We don't know who it is. That's kind of the same spot we talked about earlier with the Alexander opener for maybe Logan Webb. But we don't know who's going to be starting for the Giants. Oviedo, though, not great this season. I believe he did have an immaculate inning in his last start, and he was uh, solid recently. Last three starts, five and two-thirds, three runs, six innings, one run, five innings, one run. So Oviedo might have turned a corner, and we'll keep an eye on it. The Pirates have not done well in the starts in terms of wins and losses, but I got to always acknowledge he has kind of turned a corner here. So maybe Oviedo is a little bit undervalued because, once again, the last three starts... He's gone 16 and two-thirds with a 2.7 ERA. So maybe he can show something here, but I think I'm going to go with the Giants here. The Giants are still a better team. Like, I don't think the Pirates are good. They started the year in insane form. Then they fell off a cliff. Now they're kind of back to hovering between wins and losses. But they're 25 and 24, so these teams record-wise are relatively even. But the Pirates, once again, are so top-heavy with the record because they were so good in the first month, and then everything fell apart after that. So I do think the actual record's misleading, but I'll go with the Giants to win the second game of the series. And moving on to the third and final game of the series, we're going to be looking at a matchup between Keller and Wood. And I've always been anti-Mitch Keller because he was viewed as being a top pitching prospect for Pittsburgh, and he was never really living up to the expectations, and I was waiting for them to potentially give up on him. But this year, he's actually lived up to it because he has a 5-1 record with a 2.44 ERA and a .97 whip. He's been really good. I already mentioned Logan Wet. Uh, I already mentioned Alex Woods' stats before, so I'm not going to mention it again. But I am going to go with Pittsburgh here. I think Keller's the better pitcher. And once again, Woods giving them no length at all. And with the bullpen being a bit iffy for San Francisco, I do think the pod, the uh, Pirates have a good, up, a good spot here to once again maybe be plus money on the road. So I am going to go with Keller and the Pirates to win this matchup. So once again, just to recap the seven games for the actual week. Once again, I don't have the actual starter listed for Thursday for either team. It could be Logan Webb. It could not be Logan Webb as the bulk guy for this start. So keep that in mind. But I am going to go with the Brewers on uh, Thursday. I am going to go with the I'm going to go with the Giants on Thursday. The Brewers on Friday, the Giants on Saturday, and the Giants on Sunday. So I have the Giants winning three out of four against Milwaukee. And then I actually have the Giants coming back home and losing two out of three. I have the Pir I have the Pirates winning on Monday. The Bru uh, I have the Pirates winning on Monday, the Giants winning on Tuesday, 
and I have the Pirates winning on Wednesday. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. We'll back once again next week. Talk about the Giants once again. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.